Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for another episode of The Artist Block, your one-stop shop for everything art. And I just want to say I appreciate you. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I did, I got stuffed and now I'm feeling like I don't even know if I want to do this Christmas thing and eat all that good food. (laughs) But today on The Artist Block, we will be talking about how to not undersell yourself as an artist previously on the first one where i talked about being uh overcoming creative blocks i said how to not understand how to understand yourself as uh an artist but that was me misreading my notes i haven't wrote that episode yet so that one will be coming soon um so be on the lookout for it but today we'll be talking about how to not undersell yourself so for those who have an issue with setting prices for your work or have an issue with competing competitively with competition and other artists and getting the jobs that you want to get, this episode will definitely be for you. I hope it helps you out tremendously. And um, yeah, also, if you have a friend who's an artist or someone who you think this will help regardless of the field they're in if they're not an artist if they're not a content creator they're a business person who owns a small business this might help them as well so share this with your friends uh send me some messages for those who don't know me i'm Devonte swinton i am a freelance graphic designer videographer and photographer i also have a clothing line called hungry Cussle clothing you can check that out at www.hungryhustlegear.com. Um, but today, let's get into the episode. I want to also say for those who have someone that they're close to as far as in the artist world and want to give them a shout out or want them to be shouted out on this podcast, be sure to send me a message. You can do that by contacting me on Facebook at Devontae Swinton. Or Complex Minds Media. Those two uh, just preface it by saying, hi, I heard the podcast. Just wanted to say I've, I feel like I should be on the show or I feel like this person should be on the show. I felt like this is a great platform for people to be able to be heard and be seen. If you have an event, also tell me about it um, at those places. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at Complex Minds Media or Twitter at Mr. Complex Minds. So today let's get into it all right guys so like we did on last episode i'm going to be coming to you guys with events and current events that are happening no competitions as of right now uh, so these are just all things that you can uh, go participate in, maybe do some networking at, get your uh, name out there. If you're in the Greenville or surrounding area, I think it might be a good opportunity to get people knowing who you are. So they have Emerge Gallery and Art Center is having a holiday artist market. It's located on 404 South Evans Street. Um it started i want to say it started november 30th but it'll be going until december 22nd 
and I think it's every day from 10 a.m. to 11.59. I guess you can just go in there and see what they have on display. Got a lot of different things coming from a lot of different local artists. Um, just a good chance to get your name out there or get your face out there, show people that you're here, you know. Um, this next thing we're looking at is a little further out, but it can uh, definitely be something good for those who want to be a part of it. There's uh, for all those people who are sculptors, they have a call for entries that is for uh, at the Emerge Gallery again, 404 South Evans Street. They're looking for submissions of sculptings, um, sculptings, sculptures <laughs> uh, for an exhibition, a month long indoor exhibition, and a year long outdoor exhibition. The Downey's Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition is a joint exhibition among Pitt County Art Council and Emerge, ECU Student Activity Board, City of Greenville, Town of Winterville, Town of Farmville, Walcote School of Arts, and the Greenville Museum of Arts. Entries are due Friday, January 19th, 2019 for the indoor exhibition. The dates are March 1st through 28th. The, the outdoor is 2019, well, March 19th through February 2020. Uh, and the opening receptions for the event will be March 1st and 5th until 8th. Friday, March 1st to 5th until 8th. So I'm guessing that's uh, this, this listing is a little hard to understand. But I'm thinking that's for the for the beginning of everything. So um, yeah, I'll when I get a little more information about this, I'll come back and say some more about it. But if you're a sculptor and you want to get your work out there and you can get to Greenville, I believe that's all it takes is getting your digital submission in and get you, getting the art here. Uh, so I think this is something anybody can get into. I believe. Um, or like I said, I'll, if I, once I get more information, I'll get get it to you guys as soon as possible. Also, another thing uh, that's coming up is a call for vendors for the Pirate Fest 2019. That's something they have every year. Pirate Fest it comes around April. They say it's going to be set for April 12th to the 13th of this year. Oh no, this year of next year. Large outdoor cultural celebration offering fun, food, art, and entertainment for everybody with more than 30,000 attendees annually. And that is true. I've worked that event before, and it's tons and tons of people. It's a good time. You'll not be bored at this event. There's tons of people coming and checking out all people's all, all kinds of art. Um, they got 40 exhibiting artists, including mediums of all types. If you do pottery, jewelry, wood, painting, uh, maybe photography. I don't know exactly if they do photography at this one, but yeah, they do a lot of stuff here. Uh, they have also doing a arts competition with a thousand dollar purse attached to it. So if you win, it's a thousand dollars. The early application deadline has already passed. That was November seventh. 
but the final application deadline is February 1st, 2019. So if you want to get into this and you want to even possibly be a vendor or or anything like that, or you have a nonprofit that you want to be uh, present at this event, check it out. Try to get your application in before February 1st, 2019. Uh, let me make sure I give you the right website. And that website is www.piratesfestnc.com. If you're applying for a vendor application or you want to be a sponsor or any of that things, you want to see what's actually happening down there, that's definitely the, the place to be. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a lot of people there, and it's going to definitely be something that you're going to regret not going to. So on to the last and final event of this podcast that we have for right now. Um, that event is the Joint Library School of Art Graduate Student Art Exhibition. Sorry, I'm getting tongue tied here. That's going to it started. I want to say December seventh, but it's going to be going from now until February twenty eighth of twenty nineteen. It's at one thousand East Fifth Street in Greenville. Uh, again, they've been on view since December seventh. And there will be an opening re- uh, reception February 1st at 5 p.m. in the Janice Hardison Faulkner Gallery. And they will announce the winners of the show. Photos, paintings, drawings, textiles, sculpture, pottery, and metal designs will all be on display. So if you like art, if you're a connoisseur of art, if you appreciate art, I think this would be a great thing to check out. You're going to be able to see some of the future artists of this world, all these uh graduate students who have amazing art i know a lot of them have been doing this for a minute um i, I know a couple who have graduated from the ecu uh school of arts program and they are amazing artists so i know they come and cultivate a lot of amazing artists out of that program so if you like art you should definitely check it out it's on show right now from december on view right now from this now until February 28th and I think it's be something to really check out also if you go to the art gallery that's there you can uh, talk to the maybe talk to the owner or talk to the people who run it and see if you can get something happening for yourself always take time to network always do that so these aren't specific events well two of them are you can be involved in the other two are something you just just basically networking events that i feel this would be great for those who have the time to go and check it out so that being said let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast how to not undersell yourself as an artist All right, guys, so now it's down to the meat and potatoes of the whole podcast. I keep saying meat and potatoes. I got to come up with something different. But how to not undersell yourself as an artist. First point, understand your own value and what you bring to the table. It's it's hard out here for beginning artists, a lot of younger artists or not even younger, just newcomers to the game of getting paid for your work. Uh they often undersell themselves as 
content creators or artists or photographers 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 or videographers or whatever you do um i did it a lot when i first started i was i was like i'm not going i didn't think i was worth it because i was just starting but at the same time knowing what you're worth when you when you get into the game as far as okay well i've been doing this for this so uh, for maybe two years and i want to start making money off of it you know the, the the skills and the achievements that you made in those two years to make you a better video filmmaker or make you a better artist or make you a better drawer or illustrator so you know you can charge a little bit more if you're starting brand new have never did anything in that field then you just have to hustle and bustle maybe you don't have to do a couple of free jobs now that's something that is for people who have no experience now not no experience who have very little experience you're going to have to get your name out there so you're going to have to pay have to do some jobs for free or maybe do some jobs that are really cheap and get your name out there so people can see oh this dude knows what he's talking about this dude knows what he wants to do and he's making it happen but if you have a little more experience in the game maybe four years in the game and you're still charging what you charge when you first got in that's a problem with that you need to take a look at the industry standards and critique yourself honestly and say okay well i've progressed so and so far and i want to make sure i'm getting paid what i'm supposed to be getting paid so compare yourself to those standards figure out what you're going to be what you're going to be using and doing and the equipment that you're going to be using and the travel fees that you're going to charge and your shooting rates or your uh, canvas rates uh things like that things of that nature so just make sure you're pricing yourself accordingly if you can do a mural for a customer that takes someone who's been doing this 20 years a week to do if you can do that same mural in three days that i know that's like a drastic jump but if you can do that same mural in three days that it takes a professional a week to do you can charge more because you're saving your customers time just a simple thing I'm, that's just something just a simple example but based on that those are things that's the things i'm trying to get to you if you can do something better than somebody in the field and they're charging a certain amount why don't you charge that certain amount why don't you charge even more if you're that good you can get paid for what you do and it also brings you clients that you want to get charging cheap a lot of times will deter the clients that you want to get away from coming to you if you always charging a hundred dollars for your paintings or a hundred dollars for your photos yeah that'll get a lot of the local crowd in but you won't be getting any of the bigger big wigs and people who say okay well i don't mind paying ten thousand dollars for this i don't mind paying fifteen hundred for this so that's point one point two don't be afraid to say no to working with somebody in the beginning, it's going to be hard to, to be like, oh, I don't want to work with that person because you're trying to make make rent. You're trying to pay bills. You're trying to take care of your family. But as time goes on and you get to a point where you're financially secure and you can say, OK, well, I don't like that project. I don't feel like I'd be a good fit for that project. I just don't want to do it. Take that time and take that chance and say, I, I, I don't feel like I'd be the best fit for you as working as your whatever videographer, photographer, painter, uh, sculptor. 
Now, again, I'm a photographer, videographer, and a graphic designer. I'm a freelancer. I have bills to pay. So certain, sometimes I do have to take jobs that I would normally say no to. But if it comes down to it and I'm it's in a place where I don't have to take that job, I don't have any bills due recently or that's around that time, I'll just say no to the job. Point blank period. If it's something that I like to do, even if I if, if it's something I like to do and I want to do it, I'll say yes. And I might even charge them less than what I normally do because it's something that I really want to get into. And I want to make sure I get that job. So these are all different factors that you have to think about. Uh, time in the game, industry standards, how much you like to do that. You know what I'm saying? So those are all things that you have to link, think about. Of course, in the beginning, you're going to have to take a lot of jobs that you don't want to take. But as time goes on, you can definitely stop that from happening. Just never put yourself in a position where you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Say, OK, well. I know I can. I don't want to do this project, but I'm a hundred dollars short on rent, so I'm gonna have to do this one. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, but still, don't be afraid to say no to projects or working with clients that you don't feel you're a good fit to work with. And I feel like that's a major thing. It should have been tip number one, but I don't have these in really any real order. Um. I just say just don't affect your livelihood trying to be the uh, bougie bourgeois artist that has these amazing pieces <laughs> I don't know um, so yeah that's it from tip number two number three learn and research your craft and stay ahead of new trends now this is, this one I feel like is a, is underrated a lot of people don't do this and should be Something that everyone does. If you're in a craft-related field, it's always something new happening. It's always something new coming about. And it's, it's definitely going to be helpful for you to learn these new crafts, learn these new skills, learn how to use these new tools. Because knowledge is the number one thing that can increase what you're, paying, what you're charging people. If you have more knowledge than the next man, you can say, well... He might know how to shoot your video, but I know how to make your video look like it costs $10,000 to shoot. So I need to be charged. I need to pay. I need to be paid this. I need to be paid that. Uh, for example, me, I'm I'm constantly looking. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly researching new tools to use when I do my videos or photography. New tools to use when I'm doing graphic work. Um, I'm always updating the tools that I use because having the latest and greatest a lot of times it doesn't mean anything to us but it means a lot to your customers if you say oh well i'm using the adobe premiere 2019 and everybody else is using 2018 they're gonna like well i want to work with this guy because he's he's constantly upgrading and it makes you look more professional it gives you that sense of okay well once you if you've learned and you have the knowledge to explain and get give these people uh broader knowledge base on what you're going to be doing for them they feel more comfortable with working with you and they don't mind paying you more because they know you know what you're talking about so constantly work constantly look constantly search constantly um just make sure what you're doing 
you're at the top tier of it. You're always learning. And it also gives you a better outlook on what you're doing and solidifies you as an expert in your field. People don't want to work with noobs. People don't want to work with rookies. They want to work with experts because they know in an expert hand, it's going to be done correctly. So don't be a, a noob, be an expert, learn constantly as a artist. That is our, our mission to constantly learn, because if we stay stagnant, we stay on a plateau. We can't give people what they want. Everyone is always evolving and we should always evolve as well. So, like I said, constantly learn, constantly, constantly learn. I'm having horrible time today with my words. Sorry. So point number four, network consistently. Oh, my God. This is like so important. Like, I don't know how many jobs I've landed because of networking and it helps you out tremendously. A lot of people don't want to network with people in their in their craft, in their skill, because they feel like, oh, if I tell them, if I network with these people, they're going to steal clients from me or I won't be able to get clients because of them. And if, if you don't get a client because of them, you weren't going to get that client in the first place. Point blank, period. If you weren't, if that's the one thing you have to know, networking is going to be something that helps you out tremendously. It helps you be competitive, first and foremost, because if you know what the competition is doing, you have a, a leg up on doing certain things. You can say, well, I know Joe Smoke down the street is doing a video special where he's doing uh, two videos for $500, something, something like that. Well, you can go and say, well, I want to do something like that, but I want to do it a little bit different and give people another deal. And it helps actually helps the community as a whole because it's everybody's being competitive. The clients are getting better deals. You're getting more clients because they're looking for those deals. And it keeps everybody on their toes. It keeps the world of art, everybody in it. It keeps them moving and keeps them shaking and keeps them making, make sure they're making the great, right moves. So that's, that's one reason why networking is monumental to your success as an artist. Number two, it also shows you things that you should be learning. Like if you are having a conversation with, I keep on using videography because that's something that I do a lot. If you're having a conversation with another filmmaker or cinematographer and he's telling you all his clients are wanting him to bring more props, more bigger elaborate props, and they want to and they want him to use a lot of special effects on their films, then you have to say, okay, well, maybe I need to start taking some time to invest in bigger elaborate props, or maybe I need to start taking some time to learn After Effects or uh, all the other software out there that can help you with making special effects that can make give you that advantage that he's not even realizing he's telling you like honestly i know and i'm not saying this to be uh conniving or anything you learn from your competition and a lot of times your competition isn't even really competition we make those we make those people who are in our field our competition when they're actually we should all be working together and that's one thing i i've had the hardest time with explaining to people you, there's no such thing as competition when it comes to business because either you got it or you don't. If people, if people like the stuff that you're putting out, they're going to want to work with you. 
the issue is making sure people see it. That's and that's a whole nother story. I, I'm not even getting into that right now because that's like I think that'll be a whole podcast on its own, marketing yourself and branding and all that things. But if you want to to be competitive price wise, you have to understand what you need to learn. And those things and learning those things will give you an idea. Okay, well, I know this takes this much time for me to do. What am I going to charge this person? Uh, okay, well, I know I want to get paid this much per hour for this job, so I'm gonna be charging. Blah, I'm gonna be charging X, Y, Z. So, and then there's also the added benefit of you gain work from those people. If you if you're networking with a, a big group of videographers. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be a time where one of them is busy, and they're going to recommend you. As an artist, a content creator, getting your name out there in your field is with your peers. It's going to be something that helps you more than you think. As an artist in general, it can give you chances at being a second shooter for photographers or assistant for uh, anybody else that does art or photography or videography or anything like that it gets you on those sets it gets you learning from those people who might have a little bit more experience from you than you are are at, at experience wise and you you're getting paid for learning like if if i had a chance to work with director x i would take it so quick because technically even though we're in like two different tiers of uh videography and filmmaking and cinematography he He's technically still my competition, but if I had a chance to work with him, I would work with him instantly. There would be no hesitation in anything. I would say, oh, when, when do I need to be there? Because I would get to learn from him, learn from one of the masters in the, in the craft and figure out how I can make my stuff better. And also I'm getting paid to learn. So you also get referred to referred to when that person's busy, say, uh, Madonna needs a videographer and director X is like, okay, well I have five videos, but I'm booked for the next five months. I can't do anything. I I would love to do your video, but you need it in such a short time frame that I can't do it, but I can refer to you. Just do who was, uh, who worked DP for me on my last video. He's a great director He's a great cinematographer. He, he has a great eye. So I'll, I'll refer him to you. Let me give you his contact information. Let me give you his number. And he can tell you what he can do for you. That's something that a lot of times happens more often than you think. And you in being in the field, closing yourself off from others won't help you grow at all. You have to be able to grow. You have to be able to show yourself knowledgeable enough to make people want to work with you not just in client client wise not just clients in general but other people in your field other pe- your peers as well you want them to want to work with you as well you can't do this all by yourself you have to have a team you have to have people that you work with or you will fall on your face every time and getting the small jobs could be the difference between you turning your passion into a career or just being a hobby i feel like you got to start small. If you're not making big moves yet, it's because you haven't gotten to the right crowd. It's not always about what you know, but who you know. Now, in, in as an artist, it ha- it's about both. You have to know a lot and you have to know a lot of people. 
So getting into right circles is detrimental for a person who wants to be an artist as a career. And fifth point, I, I feel like this one is something that it's not really that big of a deal in the beginning, but uh, it's something that you definitely have to do over time. Um, and that's set a minimum. You don't want to work for pennies on the dollar. You don't want to work for someone who says, oh, well, I don't have this, but I can give you 50 bucks. I don't have $200, but I can give you 50 bucks. For me, I have a set minimum for all my work, depending on what it is and the comp, how complex that work gets. That's where the price increases. If we're, if I'm doing work for a person, as far as a simple, Hey, I need, I need a little quick design done for Maggie and, and Joseph's birthday party. Okay, I'll do it for uh, 80 bucks. Hey, I need, or they come in and say, hey, I need uh, a branding package done for uh, this Fortune 500 company. That price has gone up dramatically because I'm doing more work. It's going to be something that is seen more places. So I have to take more time and put more effort into it. So my price is going up. And that's the difference. And that's also another thing that people have to understand. Your set minimums don't mean that's where you start with every client. Yes, that's where you start with most clients. But if you have something that is way more detrimental to what you're doing, if you have something that's going to be uh, like, say you're doing Nike needs a new logo. You're not charging Nike just a couple hundred bucks. And that's not because that's not to be like, oh, they're worth more. So I'm going to charge you more. But at the same time, they have more invested in what they're doing. Your client, your client's risk rate or investment rate or what or what, how important that brand or how important that work is to them means they're willing to pay more. Like, like I like again, say, uh, I don't want to use Nike, uh, say New Balance. I keep using hoping the shoe companies. <laughs> new, say New Balance comes to you and say they need a new logo done. That logo is going to be something that's seen everywhere. So they want to make sure it's done professionally. They want to make sure it's done good. And it's, it's something that can hold up against progression in time. And it's something that can be constantly used. And when people see it, they know it. It's iconic. They're going to pay you iconic money for that. Don't charge them less than what they're they're, And that's something you have to learn over time, how much something is worth to a customer or to a client, because if you're charging, undercharging, certain clients won't work with you. So I said that earlier in this, this segment, but they will not work with you because they're like, well, he doesn't even know how much this is actually worth. I don't want to work with this guy because he's probably going to give me some trash. That's one thing. And I feel like if you you want to do this as a career, being an artist or a content creator in general, you have to know what you're worth. You have to know what your work is worth. You have to know what your work is worth to your client. Point blank, period. Being a content creator or artist is 
a lot more complicated than people realize and it can definitely be very lucrative if you know how to charge and sell yourself correctly because you're not just selling your work you're selling yourself you're selling what you do you're selling your craft and knowing what your craft is worth to you knowing what your craft is worth for your customer and knowing what that that piece that you're going to create for them is going to do is monumental in making sure that you have the correct the correct uh pricing i feel like it's not really about the price in the long run it's not really about making money in the long run it's about doing what you love but you have to make money to be free enough to do what you love so again I guess we can go back through the tips, the points. Uh, like I said, first point, understand your value and what you bring into the table. Second point, don't be afraid to say no. Um, third point, learn and research your craft always. If you have free time, I can't stress. I got to say, I got to go back to this one real quick. If you have time to learn, it is monumental that you learn because that helps you with charging more. I guarantee the more you know the more you're able to charge i'm sorry i had to say that real quick <laughs> uh, num- point number four network that is monumental you have to network because if you if if you're not networking no one knows who you are and then you won't get any clients and point number five set a minimum have a set minimum because if you don't have a set minimum people will walk all over you well uh, if you just pay you just had this dude uh pay uh 250 oh well why am i paying 500 oh because you're and then you have to be able to also be able to talk to clients i i've i forgot to say that talk to the clients be able to talk to clients and explain why you're charging what they're char- you're charging them because then that puts them at ease that they know they're paying for this and that and this and that and rather than saying oh yeah i'm just going to charge you uh a thousand dollars well you just your last client only paid 500 well this client if you don't have the the, the right ways of saying okay well this client only paid for half a day they only needed me they didn't need a second shooter for your your program uh, for your uh project you i'm gonna need a second shooter i'm gonna need uh like at least two days with you I'm, and it's, it's all these things are things that you're gonna have to be able to explain to your client and you want to be able to get show them why they're paying what they're paying first and foremost and um i feel like yeah if you're going to do this make sure you're not underselling yourself um i know i kind of rambled when i got to the last few tips i'm sorry about that um this is all really still new to me um i want to make sure i'm giving you guys the best content the best tips and um if you have any tips or tricks for me and they will be gladly appreciated if you want to leave me a message Again, I told you how to get in touch with me. Uh, that's Devontae Swinson on Facebook. Uh, or you can call, hit, um, contact me at Complex Minds Media on Facebook or at, at Complex Minds Media on, on Instagram or Mr. Complex Minds on Twitter. Again, this has been the Artist Block. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, stay tuned for the Artist Spotlight. Don't cut me off yet. Um, I hopefully this artist would be somebody that you want to tune in and check out uh but yeah thanks again and check out the artist spotlight
So today we don't really have an artist to spotlight. Had to drink some Kool Aid. Not a lot of people know about Kool Aid, but anyways. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about a cause that's really near and dear to my heart, and it's the Hungry Hustle clothing brand that I started. Originally, it was started as a way to showcase my art and possibly make a couple bucks and just to get by, you know, pay a couple bills here and there. But as time went on, I realized that a lot of people out here are talented, are really talented and have the drive to do something, but don't know, don't have the knowledge. So I'm starting a nonprofit. Hungry Hustle Clothing will be one way that we raise funds for the nonprofit. So any anything that is brought from our website uh, will be going towards that nonprofit, going towards enriching our um, funds and possibly going and maybe getting equipment for the kids and things of that nature. Because what the nonprofit will be doing is showing these kids how to use the equipment, showing these kids how they can use those skills that they learn there to make money because there's a there's so many places school-wise that are underfunded in the arts department and art is like a dying thing i don't but i love art so much that i will i, I just want to bring life back into it i want to see aspiring artists make something on themselves and i just kind of want to live vicariously through them so Today was is not a thing about me asking for people to go buy something from a brand because honestly, it d- doesn't make me any difference. Um, whatever you do is what you do. But what I am asking for today is information. If you know someone with information or if you have information on things that I can do to start a nonprofit. Or the things that need to be done to make a nonprofit 100% legit before it goes and starts um, going into action of doing what it's set out sought out to do. I would highly appreciate if you could send the, send that information to me. I am in a bind. Um, I'm work right now. I'm working so much and working on projects for clients and all that. I I really haven't found. The correct information There's so many outlets out there That can tell you what inf- the information But a lot of them Don't go into detail enough to For you to actually understand it And um Yeah so if anybody Can help me out with that We highly appreciate it uh, If you want to get in touch with me You can get in touch with me at ComplexMindsMedia at gmail.com Or HungryHustleClothing at gmail.com as well as if you want to donate or buy a shirt, um, I, I suggest buying a shirt because it just pushes the cause a little bit more. Somebody sees a person with the shirt on and says, Yo, where you get that shirt? They can go into an explanation. Oh, I got the shirt from this brand. Their cause is to blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's a thing where. Even though you're giving to a cause, 
you get something back. I always, always like to give people something for helping me. So there's that. But yeah, um, any information that's had that's out there that people know, we gladly used. I really, I would really appreciate that. Um, but that's about it, guys. Um, for this episode, the next episode will be on um, where I just had it. Oh, my book closed. This is, don't you hate that when your book closes and you, when you're talking? Um. Yeah, next episode will be on using your art as an income. So today we did talk about how not to undersell yourself, but there are multiple ways that you can use your passion or your talent as an income that most people don't know about. And I've been I've done so many different mediums in art. Um, I've done dance, photography, art. Um, I've done dance. I'm sorry. Done dance, photography videography graphic design i've painted a couple of pieces for people i've done a lot of things and knowing different outlets and knowing what my craft can do has helped me out tremendously um so i feel like that's something we can spread the information and i can spread the information of what i've learned and what others have taught me and just make something great guys um so yeah, the next episode will be on how to use your art as an income. And I hope everyone has a happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Merry Christmas. What other holidays happen around this time of the year? Man, a happy New Year's. Um, just anything that you celebrate, I hope it's wonderful and it's amazing and you have a great time. Um, and remember that whatever you whatever reason you celebrate for is your reason don't let anyone take it from you um hope um hope everyone has a great day and remember you're always welcome on our artist block thanks for listening